Hey guys, welcome to the Jet Life Podcast. My name is Tom Lully. I'm your ultimate jet guide, and today I'm joined with Alex and Tyler. Thank you very much for being here, guys. Uh, Tyler from AppSky Jets, one of the top brokerages uh, in the world, at least in my humble opinion. And moving up the uh, the star charts. Yeah. Saw that. Yeah, I did. I check it every now and again. Yeah. I think we were tied for fifth almost on the last I checked. That's great. Yeah. So. So if you're looking to buy a private jet. There's actually a, a ranking, if you will, of, of private jet companies where it's about transactions, number yep. of transactions. Yep. And so that's a great question to ask. Like, hey, where are you guys at on the Star Report? You know, it's, it's, it's a nice feather in your cap for sure. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I would say they could do a little better on, which honestly, I don't know how they would do it, but on companies that focus on acquisitions more, they don't keep track of those. So, oh, so if you help it in track, yeah, it's yeah, true. So only yes. if, it's only if you had either had the exclusive or if you have bought it and resold it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, those are the only two ways that they can track it. Um, so there's a couple, you know, for, for companies that are more acquisition based, yep. that you know, they that might hurt their ranking on yeah. that. But it's still a good, a good I mean, it's, it, yeah. yeah, it's one number, for sure. and, and obviously for sure. Yeah. So so we're here talking about how to become a jet broker. What are good things if you're looking to buy a private jet? You're gonna run into us brokers. We're all over the place. So how do you spot a good broker? Someone that you can know, like, and more importantly, trust. So Tyler's gonna give us some insight into that. So Tyler, tell us about. I mean, just real quick, kind of yeah. your journey. Yeah, of being a jet broker because it's the Wild West. Yeah, right. One yeah, of the one of the best things about being a private jet broker, there's no licenses or certifications to become one. Right. One of the worst things about being a private jet broker is there's no licenses, no certifications to become one. So, what was your journey into becoming a jet broker? Um, I, out of high school, I graduated uh, kind of during the Great Recession timeframe. So a lot of my buddies went off to college. I felt like I needed to get a job because. My family was in construction. That was a terrible time to be in that line of work. So I went out, started looking for jobs. I, I had like a, I got my realtor's license. I waited tables, that sort of thing, typical stuff. And um, and then I was just uh, looking through the. I, I needed something a little bit more stable, and yeah. I was looking through the paper. It was online, but it was not. <laughs> I was like, wow, uh, that's a favor. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and I found a, a brokerage company in uh, Venice, Florida, not far from where I am now. They were hiring, they hired me on. Um, Did you have an aviation, aviation experience? None, no. Wow. Um, but I was only getting paid at bucks an hour, so. Okay, yeah, I'll take go. a chance. <laughs> Minimum wage guy, sure. Yeah. So, um, just kind of did that. Super grateful for the opportunity, it changed my life, and. Um, now, out of curiosity, did you start off as a researcher? How did that, look, what did that look like for you? It was more of, it, it wasn't so, it wasn't so, no, I would say I, I was just kind of thrown in the fire. Yeah, I, me too. Yeah, to kind of, here's a list of people to call, <laughs> see if you Find can. Find a listing or, yeah, or, or see, see if you can, Yeah, see if you can figure it out. Um, so that kind of was the situation where I was at, and I was fortunate enough to kind of pop off a couple early, which makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, you know, some people start out and they struggle for a long time yeah. before they figure it out. So I was lucky in that sense. And from there, I just kind of decided that I think I could uh, do it on my own. So I started Get it. AppSky Jets. Yeah, that's awesome. And and, and it's been awesome. But AppSky Jets to me is it's an inspiration because your story is very similar to mine in terms of, you know, someone took a chance on me with no experience in aviation. Yeah. And then I finally, I, I, 
I think you and I have talked about this, if you're an entrepreneur, you just kind of have this drive to yeah. have something of your yeah. own. And I saw an opportunity and, and, and that's kind of where Jelly Herb It's awesome. Yeah, it's that feeling of stagnation that kind of like eats at you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You think you, you it, kinda... It's a sense of, you know, if I'm going to work this hard, you know, right. I'm willing to work that hard for myself. Yeah. And it's like, what else can I do? Yeah. You know, and so I, I definitely appreciate that. So you're, you're growing a great team, by the way. Uh, see you guys always kind of closing deals and what really has been impactful for me is the environment the culture that you yeah. kind of can you speak to the culture that you're trying to cultivate yeah uh, I, I did a deal with a guy on a Falcon 50 EX and he made a pretty big impact on me he um, his name was Phil and he owned the plane I went to his house and I met with him and the doors were wide open like, there was just people there. You just almost got the feeling like it was just kind of a family. Yeah. And like everyone that works with him, like people that worked with this company were there and he flies around on his planes, whatever, takes them to his huge house in St. Pete. But um, it's just kind of like an open door policy and like yeah. he really just lets them in and like really tries to treat them like family. And um, I kind of, I kind of, that made an impact on me, and that's kind of the way that I want to be with my people, is, you know, them feel like they're part of a family and not just somebody who works for me. Because I don't really look at it that way. I, 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 it may sound weird, but I kind of look at us all as equals, and we're all Absolutely. just a team yep. trying to, trying to sell planes. Yeah, so, I appreciate that. That's kind of how I see it. So, what are, what's some advice you might have for someone who's trying to be a private jet broker? Yeah, starting out. Or, yeah, or just starting out. Starting out. First, I guess the first yeah. tip would be I get a lot of questions. Is like, how do I get my foot in the door? Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, a willingness to work cheap and take a chance. For me, I always appreciate, and because it's kind of the way I was when I went into it, um, I've kind of found that people that are willing to take a chance on something tend to be. Um, more likely to work out. Someone who's willing to take a, like Ryan, for example, when he started with me, um, he he was willing to work for nothing. He, he texted me one night and was like, hey, you don't even have to pay me, I'll come work for you. And I ended up paying him. Right. But, <laughs> um, I mean, that's, that's just kind of the mentality and attitude that to me, that's like, okay, this guy's willing to do it. Yep. He's willing to put himself out there and, um, so I mean, if you're trying to get in the door, be willing to do that. It's tough if you have a lot of overhead in life. You know, as you get older, yeah. you get kids. Yeah, and houses. exactly. When I started, I had, I had a whole family. Exactly. So That's we had really to have. Tough. We were lucky yeah. that we had some savings that we could right. use. Right. And I could work for you know 500 bucks a week. Yeah. Um, so that's you know it does get tougher with age just because of that component. Yep. Um, but you know if you can keep your overhead low and be willing to work. Um, be willing to work cheap and prove that you can do it. Um, I mean, that's the way in. Yeah. Because who's not gonna who's not gonna hire somebody that's willing to bust their ass and work cheap? Like, yeah. Who's not gonna hire that guy? Yeah. The thing about that gal? too is, even if you say that, like at the end of the day, someone's got to hire you, and you have to prove it. Yeah. And so you find out if you're cut out for the business or not. Yeah. Because it really is a sink or swim. Yeah. Kind of a kind of a business, yes. and it's it's a it's a simple business. Like go talk to people, but it's not an easy business because right. you got to go talk exactly. to people. Yeah. 
So for a new, a new broker like myself, yeah. what would your one best piece of advice be to be successful? I know you kind of touched on it a little bit. Yeah, um, try to have high energy, be willing to work, and then like work closely with the people, in your case, work closely with Tom, like hand in hand. Um, Call you, you know, all the time and yeah, you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So like a lot of the new guys that start out, a lot of their deals, um, they get are working with somebody that's kind of been around that might have, you know, for instance, I've got a client for you name it, you know, yep. they can just go find the other piece of that puzzle instead yep. of having to try to do the whole thing by themselves. So in your case, try to, try to work with people like Tom and, um, and not it, like even people in other companies, we do a lot of deals with other brokers and other companies. Right. Um, and that's something I don't think I appreciated enough when I was starting in the business was making friends in the business. Yes. And um, uh, a guy that works with us, Brennan Cutting, he he has really kind of come into his own, and a lot of that is because he's made friends, he does King Airs. He yeah. made a lot of friends with brokers and King Airs. So he does deals with other brokers. Yeah, and at the end of the day, money's money, so you get the deal, you get paid. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, exactly. And that's ultimately what matters, yeah. So what would your second and third tip be for, for guys getting started? Um, I, I just kind of come back to the simple things of be willing to, like, be willing to take the client's call after five, mm -hmm. you know? If they call you at nine o'clock and you've got a chance to do something with them, take the call. Right. You know, it's not the it's not the greatest thing, but it will pay off. Maybe not right away. Um, you know, if, if you get a phone call, take it. Even if it's uncomfortable, you know, you get an uncomfortable phone call, take it. Um, and you know, I I just think that you'll make connections with people. Um, that would have yeah, to be it for me. I love that. No, I really do appreciate that because that is tough yeah. taking that phone call. Especially if it's uncomfortable. I've had it before where I know I'm going to pick up this phone and he, this dude is going to be yelling at me. And you can dodge it. Yeah. I just put the phone away from my ear. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know what this is about. Right. So I'm just going to... And gonna... you can't, and the thing is, you can do everything right and you still can't avoid that all the time. So yeah. it's, it's not like you've done something necessarily bad, but sometimes you're just in a situation where you know, unfortunate circumstances and things don't always work out. Yeah. But take the call, let them talk, even if it's uncomfortable, and then, you know, get past it and then try to figure something out. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Your dad, right? Um, have you found, I found this, but have you found that dealing with your kids helps you deal with some of your clients sometimes? That's a good question. I've never even really thought about that. I feel like sometimes when I have those calls that I know it can be tough, like I just have to, sometimes I just kind of treat it like it's a, it's a, I'm, I'm dealing with my kids. Like, okay, they're that's, gonna cry, but you know. That's maybe a question to ask me when I have three more kids and they're 10 <laughs> years older and then I'll sure. be in the same boat as you. Sure, sure, But my, sure. my kids are young. Yeah, so. that's right. I mean, I guess well, in, sometimes. In, in, ter <laughs> in, in terms of just kind of like maintaining composure. Exactly, yeah, you know, that, yeah. Being cool, yeah. calm, and collected. Right. Not taking it personally. Yeah. That's one of the toughest things for me, like when, when my kids are young, like really, really young, and I'm getting them in the middle of the night and they're just crying in my face and yelling yeah. in my face. I take that really personal yeah. <laughs> sometimes. So um, I've, I've, I've kind of learned as a result. You know, I actually have another thing that, I, that came to mind is um, 
don't always feel like you have to have all the answers. You know, if you, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about before camera, like somebody embellishing. Yeah. You know, if, you know, try, try to not to go down that road. If you don't know an answer to something, tell them. Even if, like, we're selling a Phenom 300 to a guy that we just met, and the maintenance director comes up and he's like, well, the plane has three ETDs, and I just blank stared at him. <laughs> supposed to know what that means. <laughs> and instead of trying to like, you know, dance around it or make something up, just, yeah, tell me what that yeah, means no, and I'll, I'll, I'll figure, yeah, exactly. Just figure out, you know, nobody knows it all and the guys who pretend they do, it's just, you know, that kind of goes yeah. full circle. Well, yeah, and dovetailing off of that, if someone's trying to apply to be a part of your team or, you know, be a broker, what are some of the red flags that you'll see? Obviously embellishing, you know, is one of the things. Is there anything else that you kind of seen in your travels that you're just like, eh, I don't think that person's gonna be a good fit. Or maybe something they tell you or you see something on the resume and you're just like, I'm just not sure if they would be a good fit in the broker industry. You know, like so, what it takes. For me, I don't know if this is widespread throughout the industry or if it's company specific, but um, for us, the ability to gel and have chemistry with other people in the room uh, is to me more important than anything else. Um, because like sometimes we, we can be like a locker room, yeah. a football locker yeah, room, you know what yeah. I mean? And we got, so it's like, you gotta be, there's, there's a certain type of, you gotta be like thick skinned, you can take a joke, you know? So, so to me, it's more of um, chemistry yeah. than it is any sort of technical expertise or anything yeah. like that. I mean, you could have somebody like, um, and I think that even, that even kind of applies into like, uh, athletic teams, football sure. teams, basketball teams. Yeah. You can have a star player, but if they don't gel, gel. with the team, yep. right. you know, you're gonna, it's just, you know, not gonna work out quite as well. And I think you see, you know, on the on the flip end of that, you can see no-name athletes go to the right team and flourish. Wow. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is just chemistry with the team. Yeah. So. No, that's a great, that's a great point. Coming into a brokerage, how are you gonna gel with the team? So yeah. set yourself up for success coming into it. Like, here's how I work with the team. Yeah. And, and you're gonna be doing deals with other people. Yeah. You know, for a long time, it sounds like it was similar to you, for a long time for me, my head was so far down on my deals yeah. and, and my clients that I didn't really go out and meet a lot of other brokers unless they happened to be on the other side of the phone because it was their client that was calling in. Yeah. So, you know, being a team player, going out there and finding more people to work with, it's yeah. really important. Yeah, no doubt. So, kind of wrapping up, if someone is a, a, a first-time buyer, or if they're looking to buy a jet, they gotta call a broker, what are some tips that you have to help them work with a broker? Can you rephrase the question? Yeah, so for example, if I'm calling a broker. Yeah, and you're a first time buyer. I'm first, or yeah. if, I, if, if I'm a first time buyer is calling me, a couple okay. things I would like to tell them. What, what would you like to tell buyers is another way to put it. So for me, I would like to tell them, please give me the tail number or the serial number of the jet you're calling on, not just the year, make, and model, because oh. I, might have, <laughs> I might have a lot of different citations. Yeah, that, right, right, you know, right. I don't know all the year, makes, and models off the top of my head, so okay. registration number is huge. Um, tell me, tell me, tell me your story. Why are you looking to buy? Why now? Yeah. Have you looked at something new or something older? Um, I'd like to tell you, you know, it'd be really helpful if, if you're going to be financing this. Have you already talked to your lender? Yeah. Have you looked into uh, taxes? Have you looked into hangers? Have you looked into the, you know, the whole the whole story of what we're looking at? Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about 
what your timeline is. So those kinds of things help inform a broker yeah. and help me serve you better. So what yeah. might be some other things that you would like to tell buyers that, hey, if you could help me out here, we could have a better transaction. Yeah, um, to be honest, I have stopped asking questions. I don't know if that I know, it might not curious. be the answer you're looking no, for, curious. but um, I have started just kind of like taking people at their word. Somebody calls and says, hey, I want to buy this. Um, you know, I, I tend not to ask as many questions and I tend to tell them, here's the plane, send me an offer. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it, it, and I, I kind of feel like, you know, all those things that you talk about are super important. I have kind of noticed that if people, like, um, they'll ask you. So like, sure. you know, okay, I like the plan, I'll make you an offer, but um, I don't have a bank. That? Yeah, or I don't have a bank, yeah. Yeah, so um, those things for me, and I don't know, it's probably just a difference of um, like style. Sure. Yeah. I don't think there's any right or wrong way. No, I agree. For me personally, yeah. um, I, I, I'd probably just tell them, send me an offer. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I think there's value to that because, you know, some buyers are just, that's exactly how they'll buy stuff. If yeah. I like it, I'll send you an offer. Yeah. Uh, I, they don't want to be like like an inquisition. Yeah. Right? Like they called just to get the price. Yeah. And they don't want 50 million questions prying into their business. Like if I'm interested, I'll engage you again. Well, and some of that you can, you can, you, you can, can tell pretty quick. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. this is, this is somebody who needs me to walk them through it. Yep. Or mm -hmm. no, this guy, he's, He's ready to go. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think some of that you can kind of gauge. Yeah. And, and and that's kind of an art that you kind of learn over time. That that is not a science, but um, that's something you figure out. Have there been any? Uh, have you had? What tips would you offer for buyers that might be red flags for brokers? So for example, I don't know if you've seen this lately. Yes, I know. But like. <laughs> I know the number one red flag. Um, but I don't know if you've seen this lately, but I feel like this year, for whatever reason, I've had people tell me they've made offers on planes that don't exist. I've had brokers, brokers, uh, solicit or, or present other brokers' exclusive listings. Okay. Inflating prices. That. Yeah, of course. Like, what else? What are you seeing in, in, in the market that you can kind of help for buyers? So... I think going back to the first question of what is a red flag to yep. a broker. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, if a buyer calls me and says they're buying more than one airplane, <laughs> I just hang up on them. <laughs> I've been there, yeah. We're gonna buy 30 airplanes this year before the end. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> let me let me give you a number of yeah, somebody else like, you can talk yeah. to. <laughs> I'll um, give you Tom's number. <laughs> he specializes in that. <laughs> um, you know, it seems to be it seems to me that people that are ready to buy know what they want sure. you know they want they're going after one thing that's what they're gonna get and that's what they want you know so like when people start going off on tangents like oh yeah buying this and that um, that to me is a red flag um, and from, from a buyer's perspective of red flags I would say always be a little hesitant when somebody sends you kind of like a uh, an airplane that going back to making offers in airplanes that don't exist. Um, if it's a broker that you have no idea who they are and they send you a plane without a tail number or a serial number, yeah. um, 
you know, and you don't know them. No presence online. And there's you no Google presence. Them. Yeah. yeah, that is is um, very sketchy. Yeah. Um, but you know, there are a lot of legitimate brokers, and even we do it. We send planes off market without tail numbers. So that's not to discredit that. No. But it's like you said, if it's somebody that you don't know and they've got no like presence, you can't really pin down who they are, and they're sending you that. That's a red flag. If they start asking for payments up front, yeah. banking information. Um, familiar with Jetcraft. Yeah. We got. Uh, I got a call. Somebody called me, and they're like, "Hey, Jetcraft has this jet. They just want me to send all the this information." Okay. We looked at it. This scammer had spoofed the entire Jetcraft website. So instead of like jetcraft.com, it's jetcraft.org or you know something yeah, like yeah, yeah, you know, sure. or, and the logo is exactly the yeah. same and 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 everything to a T. Wow. And then when I called Jetcraft about the aircraft, they were like, "Yeah, we have the aircraft, but not through this channel." Wow. And it was a complete complete spoof. So another red flag. Absolutely. Check your websites. Yeah, check your websites. <laughs> exactly. Great. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for your yeah, time. Of I really do appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, for yeah, more information, where can people find out more about Ask Guy Jets? The deals you got going on. This is a, a broker that you can know, you can like, you can trust. So please, if you're looking for a private jet, you can definitely hit, hit up Ask Guy Jets. Appreciate it. Yeah. And not just me, any one of us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're all over the place. So, AskGuyJets.com. Uh, AskGuyJets.com. Yep. Perfect. Easiest way to find us. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you later.